Hey y'all, and welcome to another episode of I Just Called to Say. We are the reliving and truth-telling podcast where folks call in, confront, and set the record straight on stories that have stuck with them throughout time. I am one of your co-hostesses, Megan Pugh, joined by... Colleen Mast Cedarberg. Um, make sure to follow us on Instagram at I Just Called to Say. And today we have a special guest, my husband, Dallas Cedarberg. Hey, how's it going? Woohoo! <laughs> I just called to say Remember when I just called to say Thank you for that time I just called to say <laughs> What had happened was really So we had to do an episode dedicated to Colleen's COVID wedding situation because <laughs> we talked the wedding up so much from like season two up until last summer and then yeah. Life just hands you lemons, and what do you do? <laughs> it's been like a treadmill of wedding planning, where it's like, let's try this iteration of a wedding, let's do this thing, and I feel like so, I'm on a Bravo show about getting married. They could make a Bravo show about this wedding for sure. I believe it. And the thing about Colleen is Colleen is already like a Bravo liberty in her own way. Like she has these like grandiose plans that she will like plan throughout the day. Like she will name like seven different things that she's like, and then we're going to go do this. And then we're going to go do that. And I'm like, Colleen, in what world and what people are we going to get all these things done? (laughs) We were going to a wedding in Atlanta one time and she was like, yeah, I need to go by anthropology. And then I need to go to like a dry bar and get like two braids put in my hair. And then I need to go do something else. And I was like, take a bike on the belt line or whatever. (laughs) Meanwhile, we ain't left Charleston until like 2 p.m. So it was like, what are you going to get this done? What world are you living in? We did get the bike ride somewhat complete. So with your grandiose plans, what was the original wedding idea? Like you were like, down. this is what we need to do. (laughs) I mean, I don't even, we had so many ideas. We had a full wedding plan that we pretty much scrapped at one point. Yeah. Our initial plan was to get married in Florida, mm-hmm. where we went to school in St. Petersburg. On New Year's Day. Cute. Um, and I feel like that's the only holiday that's acceptable to get married on, because people yes. are looking for a party. Yeah. Unfortunately, that is why it is extremely expensive and hard to plan. On yeah. No, turns out no one wants to work yeah. on New Year's Eve a wedding. That's yeah. you know. Gigs are, go figure. Uh, like- so it uh, hikes the price up real quickly. <laughs> Yeah, that makes so much sense. Entirely planned. And then the person would be like, oh, on New Year's? That'll be an extra (laughs) (laughs) $11,000. Yeah. Like, if I can even get enough staff to work it, it will be. I'm just like Um, imagining like people who like work at Sir or Vanderpump, (laughs) like them trying to get like those kind of people to work on New Year's. That's that's the clientele you're working with. You don't want jacks on New Year's Day. (laughs) Yeah, no, you do not. And like, venues already like try and have their own parties a lot of the time or like private they're already like, yeah. booked a lot of the time for like you know we do our annual blah 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 party on that new year's so it's like it was just extremely tricky and then additionally we had this layer of we wanted to get married in the catholic church for my family so like that's a holy day of obligation so like a lot of priests wouldn't do it so like oh, we yeah. had to find like a cool priest <laughs> in florida you know all those cool priests you've you that already sounds from. like an oxymoron and it's so yeah. like a cool florida yeah. priest 
Yeah. He definitely wears sandals. Tommy Bahama. Okay, so finding the cool priest. And then what were some other obstacles with that first idea? Anymore? So once we landed the cool priest, then we were like, we have to find a venue for the cool priest. And that was just like, we were coming up against a lot of like just friction because I really wanted like a really colorful, vibrant place. And a lot of the places were either like, we kept on falling in this trap of like, industrial or rural and i was like Ooh, industrial like farmhouse yeah, industrial farmhouse. or farmhouse is what yeah. every wedding planner is like so what's your vibe industrial or farmhouse yeah. uh is there a third or fourth or fifth vibe? i think one of the things we learned was like there's a reason a lot of the things that you see at weddings are the same because like i definitely like just totally eating crow on this i was like when i get married it's going to be totally different at my wedding i'm not going to have this dumb calligraphy i'm not going to have this this and that and then it's like you realize that like in order to do your own thing, you have to create it. And like that. I mean, yeah, it's, it sounds, it's in a fantasy world, it sounds perfect, yeah. but it's just like, it's so much extra work. I was like talking to my sister about like building nets that we were going to put Christmas lights in. And I was like, <laughs> when was I going to do that? And like, how was I going to transport them? Like, we, um, so we like abandoned the Florida idea. At one point we were getting married in Charlotte. That was a horrible turn of events. <laughs> Wait, how'd you like, get to Charlotte? Just really desperate to like find a place that would let us do it on New Year's. Yeah, we were still trying to stay with New Year's at that point. We didn't so have we a cool like... priest in Charlotte though, so like that added a wrench. And then my mom was like, because the whole thing was like we didn't really want to have that big of a wedding. We wanted it to be like a little bit tidier. Both my sisters had like 300 person level weddings, so I was like, okay, I feel like that's just going to be like really overwhelming. That's so a big wedding. We yeah. wanted to do it out of like away from both of our hometowns, so that it wasn't like they're getting married this weekend but i'm not invited but like, right yeah it's weird so that's kind of how i got to charlotte but like it's not really that far for me for families and then my mom had brought up the idea of my mom just sort of really loves italy and was like you should get married in italy okay stassi yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um we basically found out that like there's this the wedding industry is only as expensive as it is in the united states and like i guess maybe I mean, there's probably other exceptions, but yeah. Um, But like these houses that you can rent out for like a weekend and like it's all inclusive are like a fraction of the cost of what you would pay here. So we like found these like great spots and houses and like at one point we were in Scotland and then I found a picture of the town that we're getting married in now in San Miguel and I was like, this is the amount of color I want. Like this is like the amount of like what I'm trying to like manufacture in an industrial like event space in Charlotte actually already exists. Wait, so have you ever been to the city? Yeah, well, no. We, we Not before then, no. Yeah. We have <laughs> since, but. Okay. No. Yeah. But I was just like, this is it. Like that is the amount of like color I want. Um, Cause it's like all orange and like these beautiful pinks and reds and like there's all this like foliage and it just like is very vibrant. Yeah. But it's like a really well-established team that's doing it. And like, it was like, it all just kind of clicked after that pre-world ending because the way that they did it was like, I just filled out this form and it was like, do you want the mariachi to be wearing white, black, or colors? <laughs> it's like, just made everything so easy. Mariachi, yes! Yeah. <laughs> and just kind of passed the challenge on to then our family and friends was saying, okay, this is really easy for us to plan. It's going to be really fun. All you have to do is get to central Mexico. Yeah. So that's kind of how we ended up there. Oh my gosh. Del, like what was, <laughs> what was suggested? You were like, I don't want that, definitely. 
I Aside was from a like, plantation wedding. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> actually, no, that, that's, that was my first, no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, so they had like, I, I had actually a hard time at first getting on board with San Miguel because almost not for the same thing as like a plantation wedding, but I felt mm. in a weird way, like it was somewhat like appropriating their culture. And, yeah. um, so I kind of was like a little uncomfortable with that. I was like, I don't have any connection to Mexico. Like I feel weird having this wedding there and they yeah. like certain part of their like wedding packages are definitely more like, I mean, I don't know if you would say traditional Mexican, but like they're definitely they're like are uh, incorporating Mexican wedding traditions that like yeah. we have no ties to. So it kind of felt a little bit like, oh, is this tacky? Mm. Like I'm gonna look back and be like, All right. I mean, we're not like wearing sombreros, but like Yeah, exactly. It's, it's like, <laughs> not like not wearing a poncho and a sombrero. Yeah. Oh my god, you guys up. also I have like I'm so bad of geography. Like for some reason <laughs> when you guys told me where we were going, like I put it into Google and I was like resort and I was like why is it not like shoving like a bunch of things like near like the water? I was yeah. like, oh wait. Yeah. You're not the only person either. <laughs> yeah, it's not near knows. water. Yeah. yeah, it's an option. Like we're getting married in Mexico and they're like, Tulum or Cancun? And we're like, what coast? Yeah. <laughs> like, uh, Central? And they're like, oh, Mexico City. And we're like, four hours north. <laughs> yeah. They're like, oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> So it's like if you wrote like a white map of Mexico, it's like beautiful beach, beautiful beach, Mexico City, and then like drug cartel is like the rest of it. Yeah, I think like it's their what their what people pretty much think of as the rest of Mexico. And to be honest, did I know San Miguel existed before? No, but like, so we're gonna like because we really just are blowing the whole thing up. We're gonna like have a few of our siblings. And a friend like do different parts of the ceremony so it's actually not going to be like a single officiant and like everyone's going to kind of like do a different part and that way everyone can get in like oh, included but then just more personal yeah. 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 yeah i had a friend do something similar to that and <laughs> there was like a moment where someone was kind of like reading like uh a scripture but not a scripture but they're reading <laughs> it like a scripture and i was like why does that sound so oddly familiar? It was Hootie and the Bowfish. Yeah. Oh my God, I was like, I only want to be with you. Yeah. So I was like, let's take a walk. Let's take a walk. I was like, I don't know. It sounds like nothing from no Bible I know. Yeah. Like, like oh, that's a cool priest. Yeah, that, that is a cool priest. Cool I am pretty happy that we get a bit of a ceremony redo. We, we ended up getting married in the church in Asheville, North Carolina in August. And... The guy we got, he was so nice that he did it. I was, I was very grateful that he was able to like help us out when we really needed. But it was his third wedding that he'd ever done, and he was extremely nervous, and he did forget my name. <laughs> no. <laughs> yes, he called me Carolyn, and I was like, sorry. He also, um, he had, he was, was a, a he was a real character, road, but yeah. he like, oh, so like in the catholic church it's not liturgically correct to say now pronouncing man and wife so he was just like in the middle of the ceremony which is like so you're technically married now <laughs> okay yeah and you can kiss if you want to we also spoke for a very long time and i got into this weird rant about mr and mrs smith he was like like the movie oh, oh oh yeah. the movie <laughs> it's like I don't know how old you guys are. I don't know if you're old enough to have seen. Yeah, yeah. 
the 2014 film or like whatever year it came it's, out. Yeah, it's like, like 10 years old. It's not that old. Yeah, or like not that young. <laughs> and he was like, when I think of marriage, I think of the scene when Brad and Angelina are just back to back and they're shooting and they're shooting. And they're shooting <laughs> yeah, he's and literally doing, doing the gun and motions. Like, <laughs> <laughs> and we're like, I was so like out of my mind, just like stress level midnight. It was so hot. I was wearing this 80s dress, my mom's wedding dress. And whoo, like this guy's doing finger guns. He's talking about like natural family planning, which is like basically Catholic for don't use birth control, which is like, <laughs> don't, we don't, we, we're not asking you. And then also like kept on bringing up like debt. Like debt was a very, yeah. He was like, don't take too many trips. Put them on the credit card. Then you're in debt. And we're like, <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, dude. Do, are you? Are Is you, everything okay? Are you saying something? Did he do your premarital counseling or something? No, no. Yeah, no. thank God. We did that actually in Philly, which is like, there were so many Catholic people there. They had like these like crash courses you can take. Yeah, with like a bunch of other people. Bruh. <laughs> the finger guns alone. The finger guns. That just seems like it should be allowed. <laughs> My current running theory is that he's like some kind of like ex-con or something yeah. and he was like got into some really bad debt with some bad people and maybe when he was in prison the only movie they guy. had was Mr. and Mrs. Smith or something that became his favorite. I think he just like turned on TBS the night before and Mr. and Mrs. Smith was on and he was like shit I gotta write that homily. <laughs> And then he was like, oh, I tried it, I tried it. And then he was like kind of spinning. And then he was like, and then it was like, this is going to be a fun pop culture reference. Yeah, I'm going to, I'll be the cool priest. Yeah, he definitely. The cool and priest. The fact that he married us during COVID with like, you know, there's a, there a lot of paperwork and stuff that you have to do with the Catholic Church that very difficult. But he was very forgiving on our like, on that end of things. Yeah. But wow, 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 wow. And then at the end of the time, he like loitered at the end of the church to like make sure we got a photo together. And I was like, bold, bold move. <laughs> Wait, did he say, do you want a photo with me? No, he just stayed. He just like was like, yeah, very awkwardly like watching us have our photos taken. And we were like, do you, do you want oh, one? <laughs> Where are his eyes in the photo of y'all kissing? Is he staring at y'all oh, or what? Then there's like this whole other thing with like he like dropped the rings. He like really got really flustered during like the ring moment because I think we had practiced it for like an hour the day before. And then he was like, "I'm gonna hand you the book." And then like, there's like there's a lot of like moving parts. And then like I I mean like, I don't know. That's the whole thing. Yeah, he even asked at one point if I wanted to read out of the Bible, and I was like, "I guess, <laughs> sure." Uh, and then he was like, "No, better if I do it." And I was like, "Okay." <laughs> We don't, know. we don't have the training but like, like that's equivalent to like pull my finger <laughs> <laughs> it's like he was like up high down low too slow jiggly jiggly yeah, jiggly, jiggly. <laughs> yeah. oh my god cool priest <laughs> one of the most iconic wedding moments i can think about was an ipad snafu do you remember this the pastor oh my God. trying to, you know, do the ceremony and read the vows, but all I could hear was the man kept getting locked out of his iPad. And I just want people to know, if you are 60 and older, you are not tech savvy, you need to do a run. Don't through. use 
<laughs> you need to do a run through of your iPad because this man was getting locked out of his iPad and he could not read his speech. He could not read his scriptures. Bless his heart. What do you have on an iPad, what do you have on an iPad that you're using for a wedding that you need it locked for? That's what I want to know. Like you're a pastor. What is locked on your iPad? What are you locking, <laughs> sir? I was like, that oh, was like it's just like one of those things that's like as a wedding planner you couldn't even save that man <laughs> no no and the, it happens all the time that like other people do stuff and you just see it and you're like I worked so hard and this is gonna ruin everything <laughs> that was probably my I'd pro- that was probably the third wedding I'd worked with you guys so tell me how many weddings do you think you have worked and attended in total Ooh, if I'm going from like as a guest and as a planner and like working for different vendors, probably like 200 because I've been doing this for almost eight years now. So that's a lot of weddings, a lot of weddings. And just to give you guys some like reference, Brittany is based out of our hometown in South Carolina and South Carolina is like a wedding destination spot for two reasons, actually more than two reasons, but one, it's inexpensive compared to other states. And two, people love the notebook and they love a good plantation wedding for some reason. People are still into plantation yeah. weddings, y'all. So Brittany, let's break it down. What are some like- Why are people into plantation <laughs> No, I've never done a black wedding at a plantation, never. Never will. Never will. The only way it could work is if people were like, we bought this plantation and we're reclaiming it. Like we're reclaiming our time. That's the only way I feel like a black wedding. It better be like reparation in or something is the name of it. Like that's the only way I'll I'll do that. Oh my God, a reparations. (laughs) Yeah. What an what that would be like an iconic wedding theme. Okay, so let's before we get to even wedding themes, let's talk about wedding locations. Okay, so Brittany reposted something like we saw this post of someone who was like saying like what your wedding venue says about you and then Brittany kind of like extended that saying like what a plantation wedding says about you so let's just reverse what do you think a backyard wedding says about someone in your personal opinion I only want to drink with my friends that's why we're getting married or or it's we've already got a kid and like we're over it either way nothing there's nothing wrong with that you I mean it it has to fit your budget and if you can only do a backyard wedding do a backyard wedding do not spend your whole like nest egg on a wedding it's not worth it it's one day right I feel like a backyard wedding says we're smart and we went with the mortgage also exactly have you been watching mortgage or marriage <laughs> yes i have it's like my i have like this thing i have to watch tv or something when i go to sleep so that's been like my nighttime show so i watch like half an episode every night basically and like it's it's painful but they do it in a such a realistic way so i'm like super proud of netflix for that because most people are like oh it's to be so lavish and these people are like following like normal people budgets yeah, it's like 30,000, so, like usually like around like 20 to 30,000. And I'm like, that is like an average wedding budget 
Whereas like sometimes you see some like things in like Southern Living Magazine where someone spent like, you know, their 401k plus mommy and daddy's money just for one day. Yes. Oh my God. I think the most expensive wedding that I know that we've done, I think was like 300,000. And it was like, it was a lot of stuff. It was a lot of stuff. They were very wealthy though. So like it didn't make a dent in their finances. But you know what $300,000 can do? That that would buy my house, pay off my house, and both of our cars. Oh, my God. But people, I mean, I don't even like that many people either. So I don't know who I would invite for that many people. Right. Oh my God. It's, and it just blows my mind on that show. Like how many people like truly go with the wedding? I'm like, wow. And the crazy part is guys on this show, the timing frame of it is that the people who chose the wedding ended up having COVID weddings. So you didn't even get to have the wedding that you thought you were going to have in your mind because boom, COVID restrictions happen. And I know Colleen feels the pain of this because Colleen had to replan her wedding like 50 bajillion Uh, times because of COVID. And she ended up doing her own thing. Y'all heard it from her. But you know, like Brittany, what is like, what's COVID season been like as a wedding planner? Besides miserable and (laughs) just terrifying, um, as a vendor, like working in the office for a vendor, Aside from the wedding planning, I probably rescheduled like 35 weddings and that was multiple times sometimes too. Like we had one girl uh, for a bar service I worked with, they rescheduled three times, then they ended up, she got pregnant, so they canceled the whole thing anyways. Like, I hope she hadn't bought this already. I mean, I don't know what all she did, but like, we were just like, well, you paid a deposit with us. Like, if you want to have a different kind of party, we'll bartend it. (laughs) So, I mean, we can't refund everybody. And that, I think that was the most like devastating part was like, yes, you as a couple are, you know, struggling to plan your wedding. We as vendors, we're losing all of our weddings. And if that's your main source of income, like, you got salary cuts. I know a lot of my friends got furloughed. It was rough, but we're, we're coming back now. A lot of people have been planning their weddings for like two and three years and they're finally getting married now. It's crazy. And micro weddings seem to be trending. So I'm like, I think that like people are having like wedding receptions in like cute, small private back rooms of like restaurants. I'm like, that's cute. I'm like, what do you think that says about your venue? Ooh, that says that like, let's be here. That says we want to be with each other. We've been together for too long. We're done waiting. That that's really what it says. It says like we want to have just our good friends and our families. There's no like common circumstance to everything. It's about a couple. I love micro weddings. I think they're so precious. I mean so much with so little in a micro wedding agree and honestly I'm like I feel like the whole thing about like weddings right now is everyone wants like that Instagrammable moment and I'm like you can still get the Instagrammable moment with the micro wedding um at shades of pink is the example everyone go look her up she is South Carolina's like the like one of the it bloggers and she had a micro wedding and it was cute it was real cute 
Yeah. Um, I wonder, so I wonder if she had to reschedule hers because I feel like they would have had a big wedding, but I think it was so much more intimate and you get like, you get more intimate moments, the less right. people you have. So, she most nice. definitely was going to have a big wedding. Like, come on. She's that blogger. Yeah. She's that blogger. She's okay. going to have a huge wedding because again, hashtag Instagrammable moments, which nothing is wrong with a big wedding because the reality is I want to have a big wedding. Um, but here's the thing. I want to have a sponsored big wedding. I am not above being yeah. sponsored at my wedding. Okay, guys. <laughs> hashtag this could be your ad. I will post your shit wherever you want at the wedding. It'll just be tasteful. <laughs> Yes. Oh my God. If I could do that, I would do it in a heartbeat. I got married. I just started working in weddings, but we eloped. Like we did not do anything special. We just like called our family afterwards and we're like, Hey, so by the way, we're married now. And that was it. And then our five-year anniversary, we did like this huge photo shoot and I got to wear a dress and like have a moment. And it was everything. Like we got all the pictures that I could have ever wanted. I felt like a princess. It was perfect. Don't worry. We'll share the photos. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Cause my husband's so cute. Yeah. It was, it was a really cute thing. I, I, I love that y'all eloped. Yes. You're not getting pulled in like 1800 different directions. People have already like said congratulations, which is like the main reason that people make their rounds at weddings. And so people can say, you look so beautiful. All oh, congratulations. Have a happy life. And it's like, we knew this was going to happen. We knew this is what was coming. And also at big weddings, there's like a sad moment. I feel like it might not be sad to the bride and groom, but it's sad to me as like the outsider who's bringing you your to-go plates in like styrofoam containers to a back room because y'all want some privacy from everyone. And I'm like, you do know the time you were on the clock. Like you paid for four hours of this and you're missing a good hour and a half of it because y'all were out here yep. hiding. And I'm bringing you your yes. to-go food and styrofoam. This is sad. <laughs> yes. And it's usually like it's eating in like a closet or like an office that's like got dress bags everywhere and like yes. trash on the floor. And then they're like, they're like, you've got 10 minutes and we'll be back in seven to bustle your dress. So if you have to pee, go now. But also don't forget to eat. And also I'm going to bring you a water because you need to hydrate because you're about to not have anything for like an hour. So what are some crazy themes aside from like people who like the old school Southern plantation theme, which what do we think that venue says about people? <laughs> oh God. Well, your mom's a Karen. That's like the main part is like someone in your family definitely doesn't believe in COVID. Someone is definitely always going to have that manager haircut. Um, and usually you have like three aunts that are going to get way too soft and then try to help at the end of the night that's that is what happened are you explaining last night's wedding then <laughs> no oh my god it was so much worse it was so much worse um it was probably the worst wedding that I've ever like been associated with they did have a theme you know what it was it was his truck he has like a 18 wheeler cab truck that he owns and like he like pimped it out it's got lights and like a big sound system and like he was so into it when I got there the first thing he was doing was telling the photographer that he wanted to make sure he got plenty of pictures of the truck just of that's the truck. right yeah. just the truck he was like yeah at our engagement shoot and the bridal portrait she didn't get enough pictures of the truck the, oh the there's too many of me and my bride 
<laughs> not enough yes. to rock. Yes, like you got all these pictures of her ring and only a side picture of the truck. Like, what are you thinking? It was, was the crazy. truck incorporated into the vowels. Not into the vows. They did make it through a very traditional style ceremony, um, which was, you know, like 20 minutes long. So it wasn't bad. But um, they did, I mean, every time somebody would go out and like honk the truck horn, they would kiss. And yeah, like the truck was open and his guests were like actively excited about the truck. So, um, you know, I don't understand it. I'm not going to knock it. They're definitely in a throuple with that truck, though. That is, I think that's probably, like, the most outlandish one. We did have a girl that got married at a local venue, and she, her thing was, like, Beauty and the Beast. They had, like, the golden roses on the table with, like, a, a globe over it. And was that like, the girl who wanted blue flowers? Yes, it was that was exactly the one and so she incorporated blue and yellow and like red roses and it was she was very sweet but you know I just feel like if you're you know 25 or older it's not okay to have a Beauty and the Beast wedding. How about the people who love to take all the centerpieces at the end of the wedding? Like it's always someone's random auntie oh, you're like, oh let me get these let me get yes. these centerpieces. And, yeah it was <laughs> So we sit all the centerpieces like together at the end of the night so we can pack them up like nice and tight and put them back in the car. And like there's always one person that walks over and it's like, oh, I can take this. And like sometimes we'll have containers that we can take out of the pretty vases and give to people. But like I've had to stop women from like stealing our candles. I've had to stop women from like taking the centerpieces off of the table during the reception. And I'm like, no, no, not, not, that's not for you. But you didn't pay for that. Put that back. Ma'am, those are not your votives. Put those votives down. <laughs> right? Not that I haven't broken a lot, so it probably would have evened out in the wash. But, you know, don't take them now. They're on the table for ambiance. Such, it's such a cheap move. I mean. Yes. And those are always people who leave as soon as the cake is cut. Like, that's the main concern. Old ladies and grandparents. The first thing they do after the cake is cut is they look for the bride and groom so they can say, we're heading out. I love you. You look beautiful. And then they're going to leave. You know for a fact that we are not a Bravo podcast, but we circulate in the Bravo sphere just about every episode. We dabble. We, we dabble just, just a little. And by a little, we mean a lot. Um, so I have to ask you, girl, if you could have planned any Bravo Liberty's wedding, whose would it be? Even if it's a wedding oh that's God. already happened. Like you're like, if I could go back and redo it for them, I would have done. Oh my gosh. Probably, honestly, probably Luann's wedding because I've rewatched clips recently and it was so bad like it was very cringy and like if you have that much money girl like you can do better I didn't like the dress I didn't like the venue the style like nothing worked for me I just felt no, she could have done so much better I'm like but maybe she was Palm <laughs> West Palm Beach has so much to offer and that's what she chose right mm, you could have done better and how about Dorinda and here's that sponsor money Right, exactly. Go, okay, so going back to sponsored weddings, I feel like if you make it to the level of having your wedding on Bravo, like 
that comes with some clout, right? Like Bravo's cutting a check of some sort. Like you're not having to come out of pocket for a lot of things. So I feel like you can really like do it up. I mean, like Jackson, Brittany, I feel like they did it. They did it. Yeah. Also, I am not interested in seeing the removal of the garter anymore. It's, it's awkward. <laughs> you know, that is one of my least favorite moments in the night. Like it is so archaic. And I'm not saying that there's not a place for tradition in weddings, but like that tradition needs to go. It's creepy and it's weird. And people make such a spectacle of it. And I can't. I can't do it. It's so creepy. Like your family is watching you your new man remove your garter and then he removes the garter and throws it to the audience for someone to catch it. That yeah. garter's been near your poo nanny. I don't think even someone else should have it. Right. And then they always play um, Genuine's Pony. Always. There's no other song with that moment. And you're just like, Grandma does not want to see you grind the floor right now. Get up, pretty Ricky, get up. <laughs> and the thing is, when I watch reality TV, when cringy moments happen, I already be like, no, no, like hands up trying to block my eyes. So that's me in real life when that shit happens. I'm like, and my anxiety is already sky high for myself and then I see other people and I'm like oh you're gonna hate that later ew like you were <laughs> not gonna like this on your wedding video you're not oh, oh my gosh it does bring out some funny moments so I have a screenshot of a photographer's camera where a groomsman like tricked the groom and like they ended up kissing on the mouth and that is like by far, I will have to send it to you, one of the funniest pictures I've ever seen. Yeah. So crazy and hilarious at the same time. Oh my God. <laughs> Got it. Your wedding is going to be the most iconic wedding. So we just have to find you a groom now. <laughs> we just got to find a groom. Guys, we're searching this season. You know, last season I went on dates. I'm still taking dates this season. So find me my groom. Basically, I just want the weddings and I, and I want emerald to be the wedding color so i just need him to be on board for that that's all i've already got the that's wedding planner oh <laughs> yes yes oh, it's gonna be fabulous i know all the best vendors <laughs> okay yes oh my god so are there any last words or any advice you would like to give to any new coming and upcoming brides um i think my biggest piece of advice and I give this to any bride or person that I know is engaged and plans on having a wedding do a first look it is such an intimate moment and again intimate moments make the best pictures especially if you have a guy who is like not about his feelings in public it gives you and him a time to just be the two of you it's super sweet and romantic and then you guys get to be together for the whole rest of the day. There's no like sequestering you separately and like you can't see each other because you've already had that moment. It's super cute. All of my favorite photos from any wedding are from the first look. And I've never had a bride who did a first look and say like, I wish I didn't do that. But I've had tons of brides come back after the fact and be like, I wish we did a first look. So that's my, that's my number one, always. I just love scrolling through Pinterest and seeing guys who have like, when they get the man's reaction for the first look and they give like that look of like, damn. Like I'm just like, oh my God, if I don't get a damn, then I don't want them. 
I don't want them. Like, yeah. I want, or if I don't get just like the one tier, like I want just like that one stream of tier, like, mm-hmm. Yes, yes. So option A or B to my future husband. (laughs) With the first look, you get that because like my husband, he's not super emotional in public, but like we had that moment and he like held my hand and he was just like, you look so beautiful and it was touching. And that's what you want. You want touching moments saved forever. Right. So if you're going to spend that much money on one day, you better get the damn moment. Okay. If you're taking the marriage over the mortgage, you better make the most of it. Okay. Because honestly, after watching that show, I'm like, I think I would choose the mortgage. Actually, and speaking of the mortgage, that makes me think about um my show Cohabitation that me and Colleen and Don have written. Have you heard about yeah. Cohabitation? I love it. I what? listen to it all the time. Oh my God. Thanks, Brittany, it's for being so a listener. <laughs> Like, I feel like Brendan and Rocky, they chose the mortgage over the marriage so far. Like they were like, let's go with the house. And if anything, they would have a backyard wedding. You know what? As a matter of fact, great. They could totally pull it off. They could totally pull it off. Rocky would like do all these like cute, like little, like, as a matter of fact, Grace, before I even ruin it, just play the clip. Run the episode. You know we go back like four flats on Cadillacs And this rent, uh, we might not be paying that Still a whole lot of love, 843 is where we at Let me tell you what's the buzz, kick back and relax It's always a good time, just you and I Airwaves on your station, cohabitation I'm black. Welcome to Cohabitation. It's another beautiful day in the Charleston neighborhood. We open on Brendan standing at the kitchen island with his laptop. He begins to pour almond milk into his coffee mug as Monique enters the kitchen. She immediately closes the window in front of the kitchen sink. She's always trying to avoid the nosy neighbors, but in reality, she's the nosy one. She then pushes Brendan out of the way to prepare a cup of coffee using, of course, his almond milk. Since clearing out the guest bedroom, the crew has started their process of searching for a roommate. Brendan is putting an ad together on Craigslist, but Raquel and Mo have started work on other pressing matters. Absolutely not. Mo, you're out of your mind if you think I'm letting another man stay in this house. Completely unacceptable. You're so square. What happens when I have a dude over for a slumber party? Rocky enters the kitchen mid-conversation with wide eyes. That's different. That's your business. Baby, tell her we're not having another guy stay here. Rocky puts a kettle on the stove as she prepares a cup of tea. Honestly, I'll take anyone at this point. It could be one of the Kardashians for all I care. I'm just tired of this arguing. This negative energy isn't good for the house or my digestive system. Brendan sits down to the kitchen table with his coffee and laptop. Okay, then what about Renee? (laughs) Really, Brendan? Renee? Your ex, Renee? Well, you said anyone, so... (laughs) Why not? And I saw on Facebook, she's been apartment hunting. Monique is awkwardly standing at the kitchen island as she tries to hide behind her coffee mug. So this is when I exit stage left? No. Mo, you can stay. We need to figure out this roommate thing anyway. Raquel takes a seat directly across from Brendan at the kitchen table, while Mo continues to stand at the kitchen island. Uh, cuz... You might want to wipe that toe jam off the side of your mouth there. Very funny. I see what you did there. Toe jam, foot in my mouth. Good one. All right. (laughs) You know what, Mo? I agree. 
I think the roommate should be a guy. We need some balance around here. Whatever, you win. Guy it is. But I get to screen these guys. No gym rats. No one more attractive than me. And no... <laughs> and no what? No bigger dicks than you? <laughs> <laughs> you know what? Yep. You're right. You're damn right. No one's gonna have a bigger dick than me in my own damn house. Yikes. Toxic masculinity. Raquel immediately gets up from the table and walks over to retrieve the whistling kettle from the stove. Brendan, you're so ridiculous. It's always about you, isn't it? Mo chuckles over Rocky's diction. <laughs> Honestly, he hasn't changed since we were kids. Brendan grew up in a female-dominated family, meaning he was always reminding everyone he was the man of the family, often overcompensating his manhood, even at the young age of 10 when Monique was dressing him up as characters from her favorite musicals and making him sing along. And to this day, secretly, West Side Story is his favorite musical. Oh, what if we got an LGBTQ plus roommate? Like, like, like gay? <laughs> yes, Queen! I love this gay-ass idea. Yes, Brendan. Like, lesbian, gay, bi, transgender, queer, and anything in between. You know I really don't like it when you use my name like that. Are you going to at least help me post the ad on Craigslist? Nope. We have a business to attend to. Business? Monique pours together a large bowl of cinnamon toast crunch and the rest of Brendan's almond milk before sitting next to him at the kitchen table. Yep, we've got reefer to sell. Well, in four to six months, properly grown with the right hydroponic system. Okay, and okay, then, you know, okay, okay. Roof. I guess there's really no turning back from selling weed. I give it two weeks before this plan falls apart. Oh, and babe, if you need help writing that Craigslist ad, how about call Renee? <laughs> oh, really? Really? Call Renee. <laughs> Goodbye, Felicia. <laughs> oh, you want to say bye, Felicia? Uh, you know what? We'll work okay. on it later, uh, sweetie. Okay. Brendan leaves the kitchen table so the girls can have space to talk business. He pulls up a bar stool seat behind the girls at the kitchen island and begins fumbling on his laptop. Okay, Brendan, think. Non-attractive, non-gym-going gay guy. Hmm. All right, all right, all right. Newly renovated. No, that won't work. Backspace, backspace, backspace. Three amazing roommates looking for an easy going. Hmm. Girl, whoever lives here is going to catch hell dealing with that man. Okay, okay, okay. So, not not so amazing. Uh, backspace, backspace, backspace. Three roommates looking for easy going, quiet. <laughs> <laughs> you guys, please be quiet over there. God, I guess that won't work either. Um, backspace, backspace. Like three roommates looking for an easygoing, clean, responsible gay guy. Hmm. No. Okay, so let's talk demographic. Who do you think we need to sell to? Girl, we're selling weed, not insurance. I'll sell to little Johnny across the street, Mr. Kendrick at the CVS. Honestly, I would sell to your mom if she wanted it. I'm not trying to go to jail. Shouldn't we try to mitigate our risk? Mitigate, smitigate. I don't know what you're saying. I'm just trying to get paid, okay? Okay. Well, what about a logo? I'm thinking if we stamp our logo on every bag, everyone would know our brand. Rock, you do know this is illegal in little old South Carolina, right? Well, I remember on the TV show Weeds that they had all these- Rocky, things. this is real life, not Broad City or Weeds. I love Broad City. <laughs> though. Me you too. So good. So- are we going to have people, like, work for us? Yes, of course. We can get the neighbor kids to sell for us, for sure. Well, I remember in business class, the one thing we need to be able to do is sell the company. Should we put together our exit strategy? Girl, look at you, using that MBA. <laughs> I see you. Oh, you know. <laughs> okay, girls, girls. Hey, ladies, I got it. I think. 
Check this out. All right. Three roommates looking for easygoing, clean, and responsible male tenant. This three-bedroom, one-bath home is conveniently located in the heart of downtown Charleston. Mm-hmm. There's a back deck <laughs> and a kitchen that we sometimes use as a common area. <laughs> all right, check it out. The electric internet bill will be split amongst all roommates and the waters included. That's a steal. Uh, you must pay to use the washer and dryer. No pets allowed. This is a 420 and, check this out, twink-approved household. Wink, wink. Yeah. Deposit and first month's rent due by the move-in date. Call or email for more information and show times and post. Oh, <laughs> we sound so cute. We need a dog. Twink approved household? Uh, really, Brenton? <laughs> I thought we said gay. And that's a hell to the no on the dog. Ma'am, we never get to do anything I want to do. I hate it here. And if you girls really want to grow the business, you need to think on a larger scale. You should be selling to the bigger dealers because remember, y'all told me mortgage and funsies so we need to budget for warehousing equipment paying ourselves and we have to be putting money back into the business hold on who's handling the finances me oh hell no oh hell no Wait, do you do you even know what a twink is if mo's handling the money i'm definitely getting involved and rocky of course i know what it is i'm well aware of the injustices faced by the twink community oh, all right okay. <laughs> so for those of you like brenton who don't know what twink means allow me to explain in the gay community, there's different types of gays. We've got your bears, otters, twinks. Oh my. A twink is typically a younger looking, hairless gay man. It could be John Mendez, Justin Bieber, Timothy Chalamet. If he's pasty, skinny, white, and gay, he's a twink. <laughs> twink. Stupid. He doesn't even know how to use the word. And this isn't a Vice Land special, so you won't be selling to Little Johnny or Mr. Kendrick. And if you're going to be peddling the small bags, you only need to deal with people who have something to lose. Doctors, lawyers, teachers, working professionals. Most importantly, people who won't snitch. As far as an exit strategy, we need to make enough money and dump this thing off to a big-time dealer. Okay, okay, okay. Well, that sounds all great, but you have to write that down if you're going to get involved. Twink-approved household. Brenton, that's really specific oh my god are you still on this <laughs> i figured twink equals gay i could have used the f word all right oh really now we're using the f word i she pulls brenton to the side and begins to whisper you know that's equivalent to saying eskimo or worse the n word my nigga i'm right here you don't have to whisper. You know, Brendan, sometimes you can just be a huge dick. Oh my, bro, what did I do wrong? <laughs> I got the ad for the roommate done, didn't I? Okay, now was where I exit stage left. See, we already got a response to the ad. Says here, Twink seeking to join a party of three. And look at this. What are, what are we? Come on, y'all. What are, what, are, what are we? A party of, say it with me, three. three. Yep, exactly. Well, Brendan, Twinks are actually- No, 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 no. Don't tell him just yet. I like seeing him wrong about something. He's such a passionate idiot. Honestly, it's probably better that he said twink and doesn't know what a pass around party bottom is. Anyway, Mo swiftly moonwalks out of the kitchen with her coffee to return to her bedroom, leaving Brendan to look like an idiot. Raquel leans against the kitchen island as she stares at Brendan, who looks like an idiot. Brendan returns to his laptop at the kitchen table so he can reply to what has now become multiple casual encounter responses on Craigslist. His face is brightened with the plethora of twink candidates in his inbox twink by twink he responds with how's it hanging want to come over for a closer look 
just like you guessed it an idiot <laughs> oh, well thanks for stopping by the house for another episode of cohabitation join us next time lock the door on your way out thank you bye bye now <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>